right, Patrick, your podcast is back. Uh, Sarah, and, and another the, week, no baby. Another week, no baby on Serious Baby Watch. Um, three weeks away, I think. I believe we may have a scheduled date of April 12th. So if you, if you don't go by then... But yes, but I, I'll probably know more end of this week. But it's looking like April 11th, April 12th. Sign me up for the schedule. I'm here for oh, it. Oh, absolutely. Just <laughs> go in, in and out. I love how you're like, yes, absolutely. <laughs> what does Kristen say? Because, you know, I know you're the support team, but uh, wh- why are you here for a scheduled birth? You just, you like to control your calendar. Forget, I, let's, yeah, this thing needs to be 11 <laughs> o'clock on Tuesday, you know, and then I can do a call at one fifteen on <laughs> Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. You sound like Dan. I'm like, or maybe we should just like let nature do its thing. Dan's like, nature's not natural. Schedule it. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I mean, obviously, if it happens before the schedule, then it happens. See, Jim Loke may get his wish. I might be able to schedule it for 645. We can get the action going for like it or not. Jim oh, may be onto God. something. Beautiful YouTube live stream. It'd be great. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm doing a paywall, though. I'm making people pay for this. Yeah. I mean, after yeah, <laughs> all that. Absolutely have to monetize it. 100%. We're all about making those coins. Um, all right, Patrick, where do you want to start? You know, big week, NCAA. I mean, the double... NCAA? Uh, you know, the double standards for the women that can't even get a gym. What's up with ridiculous? that? Yeah, I mean, we can start there. There's just... I mean, you know me for quite a long time, and I've, I'm always critical and have been of the NCAA. I think they're the most hypocritical, one of the most hypocritical organizations going. They're all about profit. They're all about the big sports. They are, um, you know, they, they move the goalposts all the time. You know, coaches could could leave on a dime, move to another school, do multi you know multi million dollar sneaker contracts, camp contracts, um, clothing contracts, and you know the student athletes, you know, don't get paid. They should get paid. Hopefully, they're heading in that direction. The obviously the NCAA is pushing back. I believe it's going to end up at the Supreme Court or I believe the Supreme Court already has decided to take it up. But, I, you know, it, this is just typical of the NCAA. So, so the controversy began with, so the men's tournament's taking place in Indianapolis at multiple arenas, and they built this massive um, gym for, for the athletes during the, the, you know, they're in the bubble. Each team would get, you know, a certain amount of time to go to the, to the gym. And great food and awesome buffets and, you know, whatever. And then you have the women who are going to be in San Antonio. And uh, one of the players, and I can't remember her name right now, she posted basically they had, you know, like a, a set, set of, of dumbbells. Yeah. yeah, a set of dumbbells and some, some floor mats to, to, like, stretch on. And it went viral, as it should. You know, men, women, you know, you know, Steve Curry, Steph, I mean, Steph Curry, uh, Kyrie Irving, uh, I believe LeBron weighed in. So many people were in support of it. And, you know, typical 
uh, you know, the head of the NCA, nowhere to be found. Um, Mark Emmerich. So listen, it's just typical of the NCA. They they did bring in, uh, you know, some some decent equipment overnight after the controversy. Uh, but this, you know, they, they're like, oh, it's an oversight. It was an operational error. No, it wasn't. It's just, it's just who it's, it's. Do you yeah. think though that the NCAA gets enough backlash? Because it seems like, you know, every year, obviously your podcast, your show has been on for three years. We, we talk about this and yet I guess like you're right, you, you're saying there is a court case that's headed to the Supreme Court. So there is some headway being made, but do you think people really get up in arms about this or there's not enough controversy. there's you know there's the the camp that says well they're getting a free education you know that may have been enough 25 30 years ago when you know tuition was reasonable um and you know and and the money in the um in the sport wasn't anywhere near i mean you're talking about multi-billion dollar tv contracts multi-million dollar sneaker contracts, clothing contracts, advertising contracts, and so forth. And, you know, the, so, so the, even though the, the tuition rates have gone way up, on a percentage of the total pot that the schools, the NCAA, its, it's, it's advertisers are making on the backs of the student-athletes, it, it, it just... It's a it's a minute percentage of what it used to be, you know, 20, 30, 40 years ago. So they deserve. And again, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know what the system should look like. I don't necessarily believe it should be complete chaos. But I believe the top college athletes deserve to make money on their likeness. Yeah, right. Right. Their on, names on, on their jerseys. marketing. Yeah, yeah. On their jerseys. You know, should they be paid outright? Yes, I believe so. But that, I believe, should be equitable across the board as a percentage of the school's take or the however. They, so, for example, you know, if 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 Ohio State wins the NCAA football championship or the basketball championship and they made X amount of money for that year, uh, there should be a piece of that going to the student athletes. And that's I believe that should be equitable. That shouldn't be driven by who was the best player, who was, you know. But if the best player in college basketball, uh, you know, can sell his jersey and 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 hit, and they could use his likeness, he he personally or she should get a major piece of that, if not all of it. Uh, certainly, there wouldn't be all of it. Um, but so, so there's a player for UCLA, Isaiah Livers who uh, is unfortunately not playing, fantastic player, forward for uh, Michigan. I'm sorry, I said UCLA, Michigan. And why is he not playing? Just they're out or? No, no, they're in. They won again last night. They're a number one seed. He hurt his foot. Okay. So he has a, he has a foot injury. Okay. So he, he has a shirt that he's wearing on the sidelines. And not, and not NCAA's property. He, you know, he's a big advocate. You know, he's very vocal um, and, you know, he's obviously clearly fighting the fight to where, you know, I, my, my likeness, my name, who I am, should I should be paid. And good for him. I mean, when you think about it, you know, in tennis, a 19 year old can see, see, the other thing is people will say, oh, they're getting a free education. The problem is the system is rigged. 
Okay. They have to go to college for one year to um, go to the NBA. They can't, you know, or or they have to go straight from high school, which obviously is rare. Uh, But the entire system is rigged where the schools make the money, the NCAA makes the money. The, again, the, t- the, the the clothing lines, the Nikes and Adidas's of the world, uh, and so forth. So, you know, a professional soccer player can play at 16, 17 years old for Manchester United and get paid and make money off his shirt jerseys and everything like that. So, yeah, the time has come. We'll see where it goes. The NCAA is going to just, but it, it isn't just the money. Real quick, before we're spending a lot of time on this, but. It's also, you know, they don't let a kid transfer. You know, they make it difficult. Then they give the conferences and the school the right to block them from where they go. Yeah, right. It's re- so, so if one athlete wants to transfer from Ohio State to Texas or Purdue, you know, for, for, for academics or for whatever reason, he, he or she should have every right to do that and play the next year. Period. End of story. Who are you to control me and my playing rights? Right? You know, I could jump jobs at 19 if I was a, you know, yeah. amazing scientist or whatever. No, now, they- granted, there's there's some non-competes and stuff. And so now you're getting into like, you know, but you're not paying me. But even if you were that, paying me. How can a non exactly how can a non-compete hold up if you're not paying the person? Correct. Correct. So, you know, they say we're for the student athlete. They're not for the student no, athlete. It's a business. Yeah, yeah, it's a business. Very simple. Um, well, while we're on the the subject of sports, it, locally in Montgomery County, it does look like the co- the high school football teams have won a, a, a at least a victory in the sense that they're going to be able to play some of their yeah, season. It, seem, it seems like they got a reprieve, um, which which is great news. Um, you know, the county's still just way behind in everything they do, from from, from schooling to. Youth sports to high school movie sports. theaters. You were, you were, I mean, movie theater. How, how are movie theaters not open in this county? So finally, this Friday, the twenty sixth of March, the county will go to fifty percent. Woohoo! Please, such a joke. <laughs> this this, uh, this county is utterly embarrassing at this point. Just utterly embarrassing. What do you think the point. vibe is? You live there. Do you feel like most residents feel the same way? They're fed up, or do you think uh, it's pretty divided in support? I think it's divided. Uh, you know, I think people are going elsewhere. I think people are, uh, you know, now that the weather's getting better, you know, unfortunately or fortunately, depending on how you want to look at it, Montgomery County is going to get a reprieve because outdoor dining now is becoming, you know, it's back again in full force. I mean, it's going to be 79 degrees this coming weekend. I know. Amazing. So, yeah, it's like- you know, it'll go 50% inside. It's full outside. So I think that's enough to cover the people who want to go, plus take out and, and other things. Um, but we'll see. We'll see where it goes. You know, they're, they're saying numbers may go up. Well, I was going to say that to you. How are you? What is your thoughts on, you know, New Jersey basically pulling back again now with openings or saying we're not going to open anything further because numbers are rising of COVID? Um, you know, again, deaths are down, hospitalizations. They, they, but They just don't know what to, they don't know how to manage it. They don't know what to do. It's not just about numbers. Not, you know, it's interesting when this first started, it was flattened the curve and then it was positivity rate and then it was something else. Now it's back to cases, you know. You know, it, if 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 a majority of your older population is getting vaccinated and has the second dose, yeah, 
you know, th- then case rates are, you know, people aren't getting sick. People are not going to the hospital. They're not going to die. So, you know, I, I, that's my, this is my concern going forward, that this has become such an arbitrary decision on, uh, you know, county, state, local leaders that, I'm concerned that even when a majority of people are vaccinated completely, they're going to still react as, you know, crazily when people have it or, or, you know, the rates may pop up like a flu, you know, for a period of time. And we're going to kind of just shut things down and go back, even though most people are vaccinated. I, you know, to me, there's no, there's no science in these decisions in New Jersey or these other places. They're arbitrary. They're arbitrary. And by the way, you know, yeah, you know, look at your hospitalization, look at your positivity rate. The problem now is that a lot of people aren't going to get tested anymore because, you know, if they're vaccinated, they think they don't have to get tested. So they're just so it I, you know, I think you're going to have to reset or recalibrate how you look at the metrics going forward, because I think it's a new standard now or a new set of data now that more people are vaccinated. Yeah. I mean, I'm curious. And like in Florida, you know, everything that's happening in Miami Beach, you know, yeah, I mean, listen, 8 that, curfew. <laughs> it's crazy down there. Yeah. I mean, even Miami was overwhelmed. You know, the mayor yeah, was overwhelmed. I, I, listen, two, I, I'm going to go back to my two things can be true. I think DeSantis, in the end, he, he, he listen, he made a calculated decision to try and balance the pandemic with business. Okay. And you could criticize him for that. You could say that was the wrong decision. In the end, his numbers are no better or worse than major other states like California. And his employment rate is four and a half percent better than California. Rate. Having said that, what happens in these cities like Miami for spring break, that, that just sends the, a, it's dangerous, and B, it just sends the wrong message. Like, it's that's just too much, and the fact that that couldn't be controlled. So again, he, you know, he's similar to Trump in the sense he takes two steps forward and a step back, or right. one step forward and one step back. Right. Um, but his, his, you know, as of last week, his approval rating in the state was sixty four percent, sixty four percent. Even Democrats approved him forty six to thirty nine. So I think we underestimate how important it is to society for businesses to stay in business, local businesses to survive, for people to be out and about, but then it goes overboard. So I know know. it's, it's a, yeah, I don't think anybody is, you know, everyone's hating to see those images in Miami, obviously thousands of people, they didn't even really organize. They just showed up in the streets. They're trying to, yeah. You know. What drives me crazy is, again, I'll go back to the Washington Nationals for a second, just because it's local. How did they come up with the number 5,000? So they picked about 10% of their capacity and said, oh, this is a good number. Rather than really look at, okay, you know, if, if, you, if you're wearing a mask most of the time and you're self-distanced, which now they're saying three feet, right, especially outdoors, three feet with a mask, self-distance, why can't you have 15,000 people at that stadium? Why? Because they're afraid. Why? Because they don't 
they have real no, they don't really have the data. So they just pick an arbitrary number of 10%. It's ridiculous. You know, the, why you're telling me 10,000 people can't self distance or 20,000 people could probably self distance at three feet in that stadium without a doubt. Um, okay. What, but- I mean, listen, I mean, we, we had other things happen throughout the last year where people were wearing a mask, were super close to each other. And we were told that it didn't cause any, it wasn't a spreader event. So now we're like, we're outdoors, got a mask on, let 15,000 people go to the Nats game. Like, let's go. Like, this is just now like enough. Now, now you're just keeping the, you're, you're keeping these restrictions in place for, for arbitrary reasons. So, I'm curious as somebody who runs a TV station, you know, obviously businesses all across the country are facing this. You know, President Biden has said by July or Dr. Fauci, we might be back to normal. I don't believe that because I think as we get closer, they're going to push. They keep pushing the finish line further and further. I think I think the I I agree. I think these leaders keep moving the goalposts. And I I don't I I honestly don't think they ever want to go back to normal. I know that sounds Terrible, no, I agree. But... I think I don't think they want to go back. I don't think a lot of people we saw it with teachers. They don't want to go back into the schools. But what? How do you feel? Like, what is your plan, or or what do you think companies are going to do? Because you can't make your employees all get vaccinated. So, how do you? What is your thoughts? Like, what do you? What are you thinking? I don't know. Maybe you can't reveal it, but no, no, no. I, I think it's a good question. So I, I you know, I listen. I, I hope a majority of our employees get vaccinated. Um, I don't, I can't say for sure yet if we're going to make it mandatory or not. That decision has not been made yet. So, um, but, you know, my sense is I would think a majority of our folks will get vaccinated. I think we'll have some sort of herd immunity within our 200 plus employees. Um, but, you know, our, our so-called non-essential, which again, I hate that word, but our, you know, those who've been out since last March, the earliest they're going to come back now is September 7th. So we really? made the, this. Yeah. So some so of your made, field reporters, some of your editors. Well, well, our field reporters and our photographers have not been in the building since March. Okay. So they go, they get assigned, they pick up equipment if they don't have it and they, they go right to the stores. So that'll continue through at least September 7th. Um, you know, obviously the, 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 the people who are coming in will continue to come in and, and we'll follow those protocols. But I, you know, I, I, I do think, I, I think people want to come back certainly in, in our, our employers, you know, I, you know, and again, I think we, I think you're going to see a, a, a hybrid, model moving forward in most companies i mean we're more of a hands-on you know you know we're sales we're news we're tech technical um you kind of got to be in in there you know and and i also think it'll depend on like from a sales perspective what do the clients want do the clients want to see you in person do the clients want to you know start engaging again and 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 have meetings so you kind of have to follow their lead a little bit once you get through this period, um, because then I think you, you, you get put at a competitive disadvantage potentially. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, you know, I think now the calculus is we're so close to everyone being vaccinated, those who want to be. Um, why rush it now? 
like, you know, yeah, you know, we thought we'd be out two weeks, then we thought we'd be out two months, then we thought we'd be out six months. And as this thing continued to to to, to move again into now what is heading toward 13 months and will be 16, 17 months, now there's really no reason to go back until you feel where most people have been vaccinated and you and you feel pretty good about the environment, the work environment being safer and, and safe for everyone. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. And Patrick, one more kind of serious thing, and then we'll, we'll do some lighter stuff, but we are coming up on the one year anniversary of your father passing away. Yes. How is your mom doing and how are you guys? I mean, I always feel like when someone dies close to you, the first year is the hardest. Cause you have to get through all the holidays and. Um, yeah. So it's going to be weird. Cause we still haven't, you know, we still haven't had a funeral. We haven't had a service. We're actually having it in July, which will be 15 months later. So it's kind of, you know, kind of surreal and, and weird. You know, she's going to actually be down here for that weekend, which is good. Um, yeah, it's going to be hard because I think, you know, it was so shocking. And, you know, a year ago, especially because he was probably, you know, not one of the first, but certainly in the first wave and we didn't really know what was going on, right? And we didn't know. And it was like, holy shit, this thing is really serious, right? Yeah. And I think for most people I know, and certainly in our Fox 5 orbit, he was probably the first one that was close to somebody you knew. Uh, no, so it's, um, yeah, so hey, listen, it's going to be a very... Uh, you know, it, I think I was saying it was, you know, no one knew what was going on. It happened so fast. He was one of the first people within our circle that we knew that had passed. Um, yeah, I think, listen, it's next week, April 2nd. I think it's going to be, it's going to be a tough day. Um, um, yeah, absolutely for you guys. 100%. Yeah, you've, you've been on my mind and it is, I mean, it's, it has to be difficult because now we know so many, you know, we know so much more, right? And then when yeah. your dad got sick, he was in great shape. Like he was working every day. Um, yeah, and we've said this a hundred times. I think that um, if we knew then what we know now, you know, I think we would have got him to the hospital a little sooner or at least tried to mitigate it sooner. Um, but, you know, back then, you know, everyone was saying, stay home, stay home. And then he's stubborn to begin with. Um, so, you know, listen, I, I think by the time he actually ended up getting the drugs and the treatment, it probably was just a little too late at that point. Although he did survive eight days in the hospital, which is, which is, which is pretty good. Yeah. So, but anyway, yeah. So, um, listen, the, the entire year has been surreal. It's right? crazy. It's, How has a year gone by? And we've like, did you ever predict in your lifetime we'd be like in this spot? It's nuts. No, and uh, you know, uh, honestly, I think about like sometimes I reflect over the entire year, and it's you know, it it's just been you know, it's insane. I mean, it really has. I mean, you know, I, I'm the type of person who I hear news like, oh, this is happening in like some foreign country, and you know, you know and I'm like, oh, it'll never come here, or if it does, we'll fix it, right? right. 
boy, was, was I wrong. Well, we all, all were, right? Nobody thought, and like you said, everyone thought, maybe we'll shut down for a month, then we'll be back. You know, there was all this toilet paper shortage. Yeah, okay. I mean, listen, I've lived, I've lived through H1N1, I believe, at SARS. And so I was kind of thinking, okay, it, you know, some people are going to get sick. Those are maybe really old or already have you know underlying conditions. Some other people will get sick and have to stay in bed for a while. But that'll be it, right? You know, and again, I'm not you know mitigating twenty thousand, thirty thousand, or fifty thousand people. But that's where I, you know, you know, I mean, I didn't put a number on it, but you know, in my mind, I think I kind of had some sense of it's going to be a really, really, really bad flu season, right? right. You know, maybe a hundred thousand people, which would still be a lot, right? But you know, we're approaching what five sixty, heading towards six hundred. Um, so, uh, but you know, from a, you know, real quick, several linings, you know, I think we learned certainly in the business environment, how to do things differently, rethink things. We've realized people can have a life work balance. They can work and, and, and do, do very good work and be very impactful and efficient from home at times. I do think they miss the socialization. So I do think we'll end up at some sort of hybrid, you know, where if a worker says, Hey, you know, can I work next Monday and Friday from, from home? Um, you know, I got kid issues or, you know, or, Hey, can I, you know, work from my, you know, I'm heading to Florida to see my mom, but I could still work the entire day on Friday. Like, I, I don't think those are going to be issues in. Right. Right. Assuming you're in the, you know, I mean, you can't do the news from there, but, but assuming you're, you know, in a discipline that you could work from those locations, it's going to be hard for managers to say no. And I'm not just talking about in my industry, you know, all of a sudden that, you know, in September, you're going to say, you got to be in nine to five every day. Can't call. Like, I think that's going to be very tough for companies to, to kind of retreat to the way things were. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we got to spend a lot of time, a lot more time with family, you know, my kids and, 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 and you know, certainly with, with my wife and, and others through, uh, you know, just hanging out because you, you know, you, that was your bubble, right? Yep. Um, so, you know, you try to look at the good with the ugly and move on. I mean, listen, mm-hmm. you're going to have a baby through COVID in a couple of weeks. Hopefully everything, you know, goes well. Not good, yes. Yeah. Yeah, all good. So. Um, just to wrap up, like, a couple lighter things. Joe Biden tripping upstairs. Um, yeah. the, the President, I keep calling him Joe Biden, President Biden. I know. President Not that Biden. it's really comical, but. Um. <laughs> well, you remember when Trump tripped up the stairs? It was like national breaking news, like every network. I mean, well, come on. I kind of wanted to know, you know, because President, former President Trump came out and said, you know, the, the press isn't covering him like they'd cover me. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, listen, it's true, though. I mean, it is, you know, I mean, you know, it's, you know, you know, Joe, he's a 77 year old man. It's not funny. He tripped up the stairs. I didn't think when Trump tripped, it was funny. But, you know, because it was Trump, people thought it was funny and it was okay to, you know, put it on the news as a breaking story, in essence. And for, for, for President Biden, it's not. And but listen, that's the way it was with, with Trump. Right. And, uh, I, you know, I do, I be, being, you know, again, I'm not a journalist, but being in the, the journalist 
journalistic world, the journalism world. Um, I, I'm mixed on the, it's nice to have some days, you know, to go three or four days without really seeing the president or craziness or the chaos or the Twitter feed. And it, it actually feels pretty good. Yeah. To be honest. I agree. I agree. But at the same time, it concerns me that are we, are, are, are the, are the journalists that cover the administration really digging? Are they really like, and I'll give you an example. Listen, the, the board, I mentioned it last week, the yeah. border crisis is a disaster and people are covering it. But they're not certain. They certainly are not mentioning cages. And, you know, I mean, you know, the right wing press is, but certainly the mainstream press, they're not portraying it the way it's absolute chaos. Even a Democratic congressman from, I believe it was Texas. Yeah. El Paso or, or something, I feel like. Yeah. Yes. Posted some pictures that were very disturbing, but you're not seeing them everywhere like you did the other pictures. Right. And I think that. And listen, Joe Biden will, President Biden will never, you know, you know, he doesn't like Trump, nor should he. But they've always said this, when you become president, the the yes gets real, right? And, you know, it's not easy. It's not easy. And, you know, but you got to handle things. And he needs to handle the border right now. And, and you know, he, he was supposed to go there and, and, and what is, uh, he was supposed to make a visit there. He canceled it. So, uh, but listen, I hope they're digging and covering him the way they should, but it's also nice to have some calm. Yeah, absolutely. Well, <laughs> I mean, I do think they're showing the the similarities that there's a lot of children coming from Mexico without their children, their parents. They are being housed in. I mean, they you know, Biden administration's putting a spin on it. You know, it's the reality is they're being housed in these other cages or basically these yeah, little but I, boxes. You know, it, you know, you know, it was interesting, though, you know, Jen Paskey, spokesperson for, for, for the administration for President Biden, was asked yesterday, you know, you know, there, there, in some cases, there's 400 kids in one of these bubbles, they're calling them, and it really should only fit about 260. In, in what, I mean, in, in what place right now is it acceptable to have 400 people in a closed area with the pandemic you know she said well they're tested well regardless like yeah it's a petri just just waiting so for- she, she was like well we're following cdc guidelines i'm like no you're not 400 people can't be in a space of 260 without man like you're not following the cdc guidelines so and i actually believe it was um Ducey from fox news who asked the question but you know there was no other follow-up like there was no like that should be a real story so anyway, it's just, um, you know, but so far, you know, they got, they passed the 1.9 trillion. They talk, they're talking about some sort of $3 trillion infrastructure bill that will come out. I think that's where you're going to see the tax increases starting. So it's, it should be interesting to see where, where the next, you know, yeah, where he has, he has his prime time address coming up. Uh, when is that? Is that next week? Yeah, for the first time, right? He's actually like speaking time, to the press, yeah. and and yeah, yeah, they they definitely like to keep him, um, you know, out of the. He doesn't get to speak a lot freely. <laughs> no. you know, he doesn't. He doesn't. Um, okay, last thing: Are you watching anything interesting? Um, you know, Disney Plus dropping all kinds of. Um, oh, what is it? Got I don't even know. Dan's like obsessed. 
Winter Falcon uh, or Falcon? Fal- Fal- the Falcon and Winter Soldier. The Falcon and Winter Soldier. Any TV you're... Uh, I haven't watched Star Watching yet. I'm very excited to watch it. Um, no, we just finished The Sinners three seasons, which was great with uh, Bill Pullman. It was fantastic. Okay, what network's that on? Netflix, HBO? Nef- Netflix. Okay. Yeah, called The Sinner. Okay. Yeah, he's a he's a really, really smart detective in upstate New York. But he has a lot of demons himself, and he kind of takes the side of the victims. And each season stands on its own. So it's it's okay. he's the same character, and there's a little, very little bit of carryover. They reference some of the other cases, but you could each season is a new victim or villain or you know or murder suspect or however you want to look at it. So it's actually yeah, pretty, pretty good. We just started I, watching The Shield. Did you watch The Shield back in the day? Uh, I watched it back in the day, okay. yeah. I'm just watching it for the first time. It's good. It's great. Yeah, it is. It's, so the, far, it's the, good. I, I care zero about the Oscars. Absolutely zero. I think it's going to be an utter disaster. Um, you know, So they came out and said, no Zoom. They're going to try to have people there. They're going to try to treat it like a production set where you know you know they set it up that way and it'll kind of be like movie like okay no one cares no. well well who's hosting i mean you know if you bring back ricky gervais i'm in you know yeah. that's my so I, no I host him. no Mank, host mank is the number one movie is Horrendous. there a host i don't even know if there's a host maybe I, there's a host uh, not that i've heard you know i mean <sighs> No, terrible. Mank is terrible. Most people have never heard of Mank. Don't care. It's in black and white. It's just it's atrocious. I don't even know what what are the other movies even like. Are there any? Well, what's that? No Man Land or whatever. We tried to watch that. We couldn't even get into that. Um, That one's a big one that's getting nominated. Uh, It's a lot of things that you haven't you haven't heard. Or, yeah, listen, or, obviously it's been a tough movie or, you know, the first half of the year, nothing was even at, coming out. So, um, I mean, WandaVision I, should have won the Golden Globes. I mean, it's just, I don't know, maybe they did. I didn't even really watch, but it was, <laughs> yeah, I know. Who cares? Yeah. Um, okay. Well, are, now are you off next week? Are you going on vacation or what are you doing? Uh, I am off. I'm not going on vacation, but I'm off. What is work getting to you? Like too stressful or what? You need a day? I need some relaxing time. <laughs> no, no. I'm, uh, no, I, we're going to do the podcast next week. I just had to cancel Tuesday. I can't do it on Tuesday. Oh, okay. Got it. Got it. You know what we need to check into is how your daughter's wedding planning is coming. Cause oh, I know, yeah. have you started yeah, writing good. some big checks? I mean, let's, we, yeah. I want to hear about that next week. So that's good. We'll talk about that next week. Wow. You better get it in there before uh, Biden taxes you. So. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's <laughs> that train sailed. That ship has sailed. I think yeah, that's coming. That train is coming. <laughs> oh, you hope you enjoyed the heyday, Patrick. Uh, <laughs> so, where can people follow you? Patrick GM Fox Five DC. All right, we'll see you next week. Sarah, see you later.